there are things that have happened in our life and, and things that we have been through that have helped, that have caused a label to be attached to our life. And so getting past that and understanding that what defined us yesterday does not have to define us today. Now next week we're going to talk about apologizing to those we have hurt. And I believe that through next week's uh, sermon that, that God will, is going to heal some relationships. The fourth week we're going to talk about overcoming our own mistakes. How many people have ever messed up? How many people have ever felt like a failure? How many people feel like a failure every day? Learning to get past that and to overcome that is something that, that will determine how far and how high we can go in Christ Jesus. Learning how to recognize and accept God's grace. So we'll be looking at that two weeks from now. But today I want to talk about how do we forgive those who have hurt us? How do we forgive those who have hurt us? How many have ever had someone hurt you? If you've lived any amount of time, then you have experienced this pain. If you have been on this earth for more than 10 seconds, you've experienced this pain. And sometimes it can be something as simple as a misunderstanding or a miscommunication. You ever had that happen to you? You, you say something and, and you don't realize that you said it the way that you said it. Or maybe you just miscommunicated what it was that you were trying to communicate. And it causes tension. You see, the enemy will use anything that he can to drive a spiritual wedge between two people. He will use anything that he can to affect relationships negatively for years and years and years. Not too long ago, we had someone stand on this stage that, that admitted that he had held unforgiveness in his heart. And for 10 years, 10 years, this unforgiveness had, had something that just thought, well, I'll eventually get over it. It will eventually work itself out. But he wasn't willing to deal with it. And for 10 years, somebody look at your neighbor and say, 10 years. Man, that's horrible. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, 10 years. Uh, that's a little better. But for 10 years, he held on to this. And it affected him. Now, sometimes it can be misunderstanding. It can be something, just a miscommunication. Other times, it can be something intentional. How many know people are sometimes cruel? They're cruel. And so sometimes, someone will do something cruel to you. They will betray you. And you have to look at that and face that. And from years of pastoring, from years of just knowing people, I can promise that there are people here this morning that you have a hurt right at the front of your heart. Someone has wounded you. Someone has lied to you. Someone has taken advantage of you. Someone has, you've had a misunderstanding, a miscommunication. And just hearing this subject, you're sitting there right now thinking, how can I get out the back door? 
Because it brings up an emotion in you that's hard to deal with. It's hard to face. Now, for others, you were wounded in the past. And you've managed to to take that wound and just to bury it at the bottom of your heart. You've taken that wound, and and it could have been who knows how long ago. And and you live every day of your life, and you think that, that you've dealt with it. And you do, and you try to bury it so that you can just function in everyday life. And you act like everything is okay, but there is that moment that something happens and it sparks it inside of you and then you realize, hey, I've never really dealt with this. I've never really dealt with this situation. When you see that person or something reminds you of it, you hear a song on the radio and it just, your blood pressure rises. And so here we are. You say, well, I've heard messages like this before. And when you start to begin to talk about this, or you begin to talk about forgiveness, one of the the quickest pushbacks is, is that they say, you don't know what they've done to me. You don't know how they wounded me. You don't understand. And so I know that here this morning, you're going to tell me that I'm supposed to forgive, but you don't understand what I've been through. And it's true, I don't know. Someone could have gossiped about you. Someone could have lied about you. Someone uh, could have, uh, a spouse may have cheated on you. A parent may have abandoned you or abused you. And I've found in in years of of just living that that most of the time it it is as difficult or more difficult to forgive someone that you love because you think, "I, I thought they loved me. I thought that that we were close. And so that forgiveness is is just hard to do. And you may be sitting here right now thinking, but 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 you just don't know. But I do know of of some instances in my life where I've been hurt, or or the maybe one that I have loved has been hurt. And I understand those things and I understand how they affected me. And I pray this morning that no matter what you're hurt, no matter what you're going through or what you've went through in the past, that you will let it come to the surface this morning and allow God to heal you. Whether you're dealing with a fresh hurt, maybe you're even angry at someone who is even no longer alive. Maybe you're angry at God because something happened in your life and and you think, God, why did you allow this to happen? And and you've not been able to, for lack of a better way of putting it, forgive God. You've never come to the point in your life that you say, God, I I, I don't know why this happened. I, I don't know why I had to go through this, but I'm trusting you. I mean, you prayed for something and it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. Many times, you may be angry and have a hard time of forgiving yourself. And so I've been praying all this week that no matter what it is, and and you're sitting there right now and thinking, this is impossible. It could never happen. My prayer has been that we will understand that what is impossible with man is possible with God. It's possible with God. That if there's any unforgiveness in your heart, that the Holy Spirit through the Word of God will give you the ability 
to see and to experience the supernatural. Because it's not natural to forgive. So let's start with this question. The first question that we need to answer this morning is why? Why? Why should I forgive? Why should I forgive? Why is it so important? And the first and and the simplest answer to that question of why is that unforgiveness hurts me. Unforgiveness hurts me. Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 15 says this, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Many of us are living our lives with a root of bitterness. We're not even completely aware of it. We have learned how to function or to live our life holding a grudge or living in unforgiveness. But what happens is, is this says that it grows deep down in the soil. And that a root of bitterness, because you never dealt with it properly. I told you a few weeks ago that I used to be really concerned about my grass and we would have it treated every week and, and because we were on the corner and everybody saw our yard. And, and so for the first uh, three years that we lived there, we thought this is something we need to do. After a while of paying that bill every month, I thought, you know what? I don't care about the grass. Someone made the statement and said, I hate that it hasn't rained. My grass is dead. And I said, I love that it hasn't rained because my grass is dead. But as I was mowing it, I began to realize that we used to have all the the same kind of grass and the yard looked so pretty. But when we kept, quit treating the soil, we began to get moles digging tunnels through our yard. And we began to get crabgrass growing up here and there. Because the, the, the soil was not properly treated and the same thing is true in our life when you have unforgiveness that you have not properly treated that you haven't dealt with when it becomes too much a pain or too much of an inconvenience to deal with that root of bitterness will rise up in you I mean the Bible says that love keeps no record of wrong we've heard it at every marriage ceremony we've ever went to But if love keeps no record of wrong, let me tell you, bitterness keeps a detailed record. Bitterness keeps a detailed record. And at any moment, you can pull it out and say, right here on this day, this is when it happened. This is when you did, or this is when you said. And it begins to, to, like, like a cancer to the soul, it begins to eat away at us. And it hurts our relationship Not only with other people, but with God. Someone once said, unforgiveness is like grabbing broken glass and squeezing it in our hands. I don't know if you know it or not, but that's not a good idea. Why? Because it hurts us. It hurts us. So why should I forgive? Why should I forgive? Because you're going to need forgiveness Again, you say, what are you talking about? 
Well, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Man, that's heavy. I didn't say it. He did. I didn't say it. He did. And you see, Jesus went on to, to, to talk about and told a parable about a master who had a servant, and the servant owed him 10,000 talents. Now you read that and think, okay, 10,000 talents. But that is, is equivalent to a, a lot of money. And so this servant, he came in, and he asked for mercy. He asked for mercy, and this master said, okay, I'll have mercy on you, and he forgave all that he owed. And so now the servant goes back to his town and there's someone there who owes him just one day's wages. And in the same manner, this servant, this person that owed him, asked for forgiveness. And this guy told him no. He told him no. And so then the master who had originally forgiven the first man... He finds out about it, and then he has this to say in Matthew chapter 18, verse 32 through 34. It says, Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. I mean, this is very direct. This is a very direct parable that Jesus shared here. And when I read this, don't think for a moment that it's not challenging for me as well. Because I begin to, when I can really sit and think about all that God has forgiven me of, but then sometimes I want to hold a grudge. Sometimes I deal with unforgiveness. And if you're a Christian, you know that you need to forgive. If you're a follower of Christ and, and you are, are doing your best to follow after Him, you know in your heart that you cannot live with unforgiveness. But so many times, either we're so stubborn that we won't do it and deal with it, or we just don't know how. We say, how do I forgive someone who has hurt me so bad? How can I get past this? How can I deal with it? I know I need to. I understand that it's bitterness in my soul and it's destroying my life. But how do I deal with it? And the first thing that this morning that I, that I would tell you that you need to do is pray for those who have hurt you. Pray for you, those who have hurt you. Now don't pray for them to get hit by a car. Don't pray for them to get struck by lightning. I had a pastor that, that we served under, and he would jokingly say it was one of those churches that, you know, every Monday morning somebody would show up at the church and they would be complaining about something that happened on Sunday. And they weren't truly trying to follow Christ. And he would always say, J.W., my prayer is that one Sunday... They'll come to the altar and pray, give their life to Christ, and then walk out the door and get struck by lightning. 
Now, I think he was kidding. But that's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of prayer that Jesus prayed on the cross. I mean, at the very moment that they were hurting him, at the very moment that they were crucifying him, what did he say? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Jesus taught this very plainly in Matthew chapter 5. As we studied not too long ago on the Sermon of the Mount in verse 43 and 44. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus found it necessary to touch on this subject because he knew how we would be. And he understood that it was going to be hard and, and that it was hard to, to pray for your enemy. It was hard to, to and those who had done something in, to hurt you. And you may be sitting there right now thinking, I, I don't want to pray for them. That's natural. That's natural. But I believe that sometimes it takes the right actions to trigger the right feelings. Sometimes you just start doing something and then once you take that step, the right feelings will follow. But the actions have to come first because if you just wait for the feeling, if you just think you're going to wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to pray for so and so, it's not going to happen. Why? Because you've got that root of bitterness in your soul. So just start to pray for them. It might be difficult at first. If you were here that Sunday that that same gentleman spoke. He had a pastor who gave him this advice. And he said this very thing. He said, I didn't want to. He said, but as I begin to do it. As I begin to work on my relationship with God, my heart began to soften. And then before too long, I started praying, and I meant it. And if you're here this morning, I do not want to minimize the pain. I understand it's real. Sometimes I can be guilty of looking at something and, and just saying, just get over it. Got any men like that in the house? Just get over it. Got any women like that in the house? Just get over it. Sometimes I can do that. But, but this morning, I want you to understand. I, I understand that your hurt and your pain is real. And it's just not as simple as getting over it. But start right there. Begin to pray. And allow, allow God to do a work in your heart. Because for some of us, it might be like a switch to forgive. It might be just as easy and just as simple as getting over it. And it might be just as simple as say, okay, I'm getting over it, I'm over it, I'm done, I'm moving on. But for others, for others it might be a process. And it may be something, probably for most of us, that you have to work through. Secondly, we need to learn to forgive as we have been forgiven. 
The same way that God has forgiven you. If you're a follower of Christ, and if you can grasp the concept, and sometimes it is so hard to understand grace. It is so hard to, to, to wrap my mind around what Christ has done for me. And I begin to look at that, and I begin to understand and realize, just as Christ forgave me completely for the sin and for the things that I have done, I need to forgive in the same way. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says this, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. You know what the Greek word for anyone is? It's anyone. That anyone right there, it means anyone. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Remember the passage of Scripture where Peter asked Jesus about forgiving. And he said, how many times should I forgive? He said, you know, maybe seven times. Jesus said, no, seven times 70. Which is basically just a picture of Jesus saying, you just have to keep on forgiving. You just have to keep on forgiving. Now, some of you, or maybe you know people who may be, say, in, a, in a, an abusive situation, physically, mentally. Now, I'm not suggesting for one moment that you forgive them and just keep putting yourself in that situation. Maybe you have a friend who continually hurts you. And no matter what you do, they continually hurt you. I've been reading a book, and we're going to be doing a, a study about forgiveness. And the, one of the things that, that the author suggests is, is don't keep putting yourself in that situation. Forgive at a distance, but you have to deal with it in your heart. Don't play, keep putting yourself in a position where you can keep getting hurt. But still, you have to forgive. You have to forgive. You need to forgive like you were forgiven. The forgiven forgive others. The forgiven forgive others. So that's what we do. That's what we do. We say, I am forgiven by Christ. I didn't deserve His grace. But I belong to Him. And because I belong to Him, and because I understand the grace that was given to me and what I have been forgiven of, I must offer the same forgiveness that has been displayed and given to me. And if you're in bondage this morning to bitterness, I pray that the Spirit of God will touch your heart and do a miracle. I pray that, that there's going to be healing in relationships because of what the Spirit is saying and speaking to your heart right now.
in the news this week was a story. And it was a story about a man who was shot to death in his apartment. A 26-year-old worship leader at his church. And he was sitting in his apartment in Texas. And an off-duty police officer, they lived in a parking, they lived in, a, um, in an apartment complex that had a parking levels. And she was on the phone and she was uh, supposedly arguing with someone or having a, a disagreement over text or on the phone. And, and so she pulls up and gets out of what she thinks is, to her account, what she thought was the level that she lived on. And all the apartments look the same. So she gets out. She goes to what she claims she thought was her apartment. And the door is ajar. And so being a a police officer, she draws her gun. And the apartment's dark. and, And she opens the door. And she sees this man sitting there. And she shoots him fatally twice killing him. And as I began to, to, to read this story, and it happened uh, about sometime last summer, I believe. And I began to read this story, and I thought, man, here is this guy. By all accounts, was a, was a great person. He's sitting in his own apartment, and he gets gunned down. Whether it was a mistake or this person has still had his life taken by another human being. And so they had the trial this week. And they came back and they they found her guilty of, of murder. And she was given 10 years in prison. And as it usually happens... In a court case like this, they allowed the family of the victim to speak. And this went viral on Wednesday. The brother of the one who was shot decided he wanted to speak. And I decided the best way to to allow you to, to feel what I felt when I watched this clip was to let you see it. So this morning, the brother of the man who was shot, I would like for you to watch what he had to say. I don't want to say twice or for the hundredth time what you've or how much you've taken from us. I think you know that. But I just, I hope you go to God with all what, all the guilt all the, thing, the bad things you may have done in the past, each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. Uh, 
if you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see, I, I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's, what, that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can can I give her a hug, please? Please. Yes. As I laid in my bed, Wednesday night, <clears throat> and I watched that, and there being a, a man, I thought, man, I can't cry over this. But the Holy Spirit convicted me. He said, that's what forgiveness looks like. That's what forgiveness looks like.
And I begin to think about in my life things that maybe I have buried deep down inside and how petty and how small or minor in comparison to what this young man faced. And as you could tell, it wasn't probably even popular with his family what he was saying. Because if you read accounts of what they had to say, they wanted justice. But he began to convict me and say, if this man can forgive of what happened in his life, how in the world are you going to hold on to that thing in your life? And I began to look at and think about all the relationships and all the hurt that people were carrying around and begin to realize this is what this is what Jesus was talking about forgive as you've been forgiven With every head bowed and every eye closed. I would like to ask you this morning. If you're here this morning, you say. First of all, you say, Pastor. I don't know how to forgive as I've been forgiven because I've never asked Christ to come into my life. I've never taken that next step. And I will tell you this morning that that until you take that step and until you can understand and comprehend the grace of God that you will not be able to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. And so I would not miss this moment this chance to simply ask you is there anyone here that would just slip up your hand and say pastor I need to be forgiven I need to be forgiven is there one how many people would how many people would say pastor I have a root of bitterness in my heart I have something in my life that is destroying me. It's destroying my relationships. I want to be able to forgive. I know that I need to forgive. But I need something supernatural to happen in my life. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? Thank you. Thank you all across this building. You have to understand that until you're willing to admit that there's something you need to deal with, until you realize and admit and know that that soil needs to be treated, it's going to keep springing up. Until you're willing to make the sacrifice, 
or be inconvenienced to treat that soil, your life's not going to look right. It's not going to be right. And you can try to hide it. You can try to cover it up. But it's there. Would there be anyone else? Here's how we're going to close this service. Because you see, there's nothing that I can do to help you deal with this unforgiveness. It's only God. And it's only through His supernatural power that it can be dealt with. And so I'm going to ask if you, everyone here just to stand to your feet. And if you raised your hand or if you didn't, but you know deep down inside that there is something that you need to deal with. We're going to pray. And we are going to believe God that you will leave here with a different attitude than you had when you came in. And for some of you, maybe this sermon this morning, it'll just be like a switch and you can't wait to get out the door to fix the, the situation in your life. And for others of you, you may have to go through this process. But my prayer is, is that you understand that what you think is impossible is possible with God. And I pray that every time that that unforgiveness and that root of bitterness springs up in your life, that you will see the, the, the image and this video will play over in your mind and you will begin to think, man, he was able to do that because that's the love of Christ. And sometimes we have a hard time at grasping the love of God because it's not something, you know, Jesus is not walking. If we would have stood at the altar or stood at the cross and heard him say, Father, forgive them, I can imagine that it would have been very powerful in our lives. But sometimes it, when we read it in the Word, it's hard to put ourselves in that situation. But watching that video clip, puts us right in that situation and says, this is what the love of God looks like. And my prayer is, is that the relationships will be healed and that the, forgive, the unforgiveness will turn into forgiveness and that your life and your relationships will get back to being what God intends them to be. So right now we're going to pray. And if you raised your hand, I'm going to ask you to pray. If you're standing there this morning and say, I don't have anybody to forgive, then I ask you to pray for us, those of us who do. Let's deal with some soil this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you. God, you see every person that is represented in this house. And God, you see every person that's watching online. God, you know the situations. You know the hurts. God, you know what they've been through. And God, our natural tendencies would simply to be, would be to allow that to eat away at our souls. But God, I pray this morning for something supernatural to happen in our lives. God, that we will be able to look at 
the things that have held us and kept us bondage for so long. And God, we may begin to, to deal with our hurts and our pains, our misunderstandings, our miscommunications. The people who, who maybe by accident has wounded us. The people who have wounded us on purpose. God, help us deal with those situations and those circumstances this morning. And God, allow us to know that we may have been going through life thinking this is something that we always have to deal with. And it's just the way that it's going to be. But God, Father, this morning, allow us to know that what with we think is impossible with you is possible. And God, just as Jesus forgave those who were hurting him in that moment on the cross. God, just as this young man forgave the one that killed his brother. God, I pray that we will look at our situations and our circumstances and understand that we must forgive the same way that we have been forgiven. Father, I'm believing for supernatural healing this morning. God, I know sometimes we sing about healing and we talk about healing and we're thinking about in our physical bodies. But Father, remind us that you can heal our hearts. You can heal our emotions. You can heal our wounds. God, deal with the soil in our lives. Eradicate the root of bitterness. That so often wants to spring up. Father, I love you. God, I thank you for what you're doing right now. God, I thank you for healing relationships. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. And Amen. We're going to go into the bathroom.